everybody, it's Shay, and I'm the short of the tallest short of it. And I'm Joshua, I'm the tall of the tallest short of it. And you guys are listening to me. <laughs> Where'd you lose it? <laughs> I didn't lose it, Where'd I still it go got wrong? it. <laughs> You're listening to 107.5, the whiz. Uh, oh. I'm sorry, I had a little moment because you tried to say I lost it. But hey, of course, we appreciate y'all listening in to the podcast. Don't you feel wonderful, Shay? <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyways. That was a pivot. Yes, it was. But hey, we want to welcome y'all to this new series, Series 3. And it is called, as you see on the title on your phone or whatever you're <laughs> listening to, <laughs> Church Kids. We is that. We are the church kids. We is that. Yes, we are. My God. (laughs) (laughs) Exhibit A. Exhibit A. That's why Shay is so churchy when she gets on here. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time. What happened in the last episode? Sometimes I'll be ratchet. No, last time I was definitely. Sometimes. Yeah, you're most most definitely more ratchet than you are churchy. But, (laughs) uh, (laughs) But in real life, I'm extremely professional, which is such a dichotomy. That is true. I know. Hmm. She said, I know. I wish I would have seen her face when she said that. Um, Let's do this. I'm going to ask you a question, Shay. Yeah, hikes. We're on our third episode. I mean, Mm -hmm. our third season. And so far, can you tell us how you feel about being a podcaster? (sighs) Oh, okay. I don't don't have (laughs) any beef with being a podcaster. I have beef with being a co-host. <laughs> well, thank you for listening uh, to this episode. No, really. it's cool. I think it's cool. I wish um mm. I wish there was a more tangible way to get like feedback. I know like our people will give oh, feedback, yeah, but it's hard to know what people are thinking when they hear this. So I think we need to just get back to you know, having IG conversations and letting people comment and stuff, uh. but yeah, so I like that as- aspect of it. It does feel like y'all are a part of the conversation, even though y'all aren't here, but we keep y'all in mind when we're having them. So that's really cool. Um, and I think the conversations are getting more comfortable. You know, Most maybe definitely. it's the cadence, not the conversation. I think the conversation mm-hmm. is fine, but I think we're getting into the cadence cadence of it. So I like it. I don't mind it. You drive me crazy, but that's different. We just do life so very differently. She gets I'm on my so nerves structured. Too. She, I don't I tell her like, how much she gets on my nerves, but it's okay. I already know because I'm sure I frustrate you because I need order. No, it ain't just order that. in the court. It's not just that. Whatever. We'll talk about it offline. Oh God. Oh, I wish y'all could see the face that she be making. Cause I've been here an hour. He ain't said nothing about no beef. Oh, I don't have no beef. Oh, you I just had to wait my gift at the altar. <laughs> As the Bible says. Oh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, we're church in church kids. kids, so we can go ahead and be churchy. <laughs> um, let me answer the question. Of course, I think uh, I feel the same way because I actually thought about it earlier without even thinking about this question. I was just like, yo, I feel like, because I was listening to the last episode, I feel like we have fallen into our flow of how we talk. Mm-hmm. And it seems more comfortable I'm almost scared to listen to the first two episodes now. Yikes. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I'm not going back. 
Yeah, it's just like, oh, shoot. Like, I wonder what the difference is between... Wait, you know you're a church kid if you start singing Israel. I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a quiz. You know if you church kid if. My bad. <laughs> It That's just fits funny. so well. That is so funny because <laughs> I feel like every episode we've had has some type of churchy. Oh, hundred percent. Between no the two of us, absolutely. Yeah, no matter how much we try to, you know, get away from it, and it's funny because all of our friends that's come over for the live audience part, we all have been to church together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Like I like that, but. Yeah, I think this podcast thing is not for those who are faint at heart. It's most definitely. <laughs> it's got its challenges. has its challenges, no matter how big or small the podcast can be, just being consistent with keeping up. We have things to talk about. It's just getting to the point of talking. That can be a little difficult. And as Shay says, life be life. And mm-hmm. since we started this first since we started the first episode, so much life has happened mm-hmm. between us. Which makes our conversations even more in-depth and just more tangible, I guess I could say that. I don't know. But I I still like it. I don't want to give up. Not just because we invested so much money into it because people can invest money in something that doesn't worth, it's not worth anything, but. Millions of college experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm venting today. Okay, here we go. I'm just kidding. No, she's not. <laughs> but that's that's what I feel about being a podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. So yeah, we uh usually start with having a live audience when we go into having a new series. Mm-hmm. But my beautiful sister Shay said, Hey, let's try something different. Let's switch around. Yeah. Let's try something different. She said, how about we have guests throughout this series Mm -hmm. instead of just doing this whole, let's have a live audience. And I like that because it takes us straight into it and it's going to be totally different. Mm. I think that's going to be different, a cadence. Most definitely. But I like it though because we, what's funny, we don't have a lot of conversations with other people together. All like that. Like we cloud and chill with our friends, but having a real conversation, how often does that happen? Yeah, we're not usually in a group setting. Yeah, we're not. Unless it's like the village or whatever. Yeah. But that's not that's kind of rare. For those of you who don't know, when you hear us reference the village, we're talking about our close knit of friends that we have together. So when you hear her say village or me say village, we have got it. We have a very close group of friends. Uh, uh oh yeah it's very close we love we all love each other dearly so that's our village that's what we call our village Mm -hmm. takes one to raise one right (laughs) oh he just totally ruined that I might edit that out so yeah Shay (laughs) that's funny um yeah so we normally have folks in the beginning as a group but we're just gonna have people come and give their share their perspective and I think this is a good topic to do that, especially the way that we have it broken down, because there's a lot of us who have those shared experiences, but it'd be interesting to hear what they what their takes are on the various elements we'll be touching on. So it's going to be really interesting oh to have that. I'm looking forward to that. But um, yeah, so today we're talking about being pew babies. 
And for those of you who didn't grow up in church, you may not know what that means. It's pretty much like your mama gave birth on the pew because that's how long you've been in church. So um, today we just want to talk about what it's like to grow up in that church setting now. Excuse me. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a unique conversation about the black church experience, which mm. is probably very different as well because we're both elements of that. Well, so well. the black church experience is probably what you're gonna hear a lot about today. Mm. So if you grew up at like Vineyard or Crossroads, or Pickering Tent, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway, you yeah. may not have had the same church experience, but mm-hmm. that's what we'll be referencing today. So. um just a, I guess a little bit about me like I literally am a pew baby like my mom didn't go to labor in church but I know I was in that church as an infant you know what I'm saying right. so um my great grandparents were the deacons well he was the deacon of course because yeah, women weren't was a able was she a deaconess? I'm sorry. I think probably a deaconess but she was a Sunday school teacher my really? mom my grandma was the organist so we literally was there from the door opening wow. till it closing because my great grandfather had the key. So wow, <laughs> and what, what my city whole is this? life experience? Oh, I was in Chicago. That's what I thought. Yeah. My whole childhood experience has an organ and a choir in it. Wow, it's crazy. Um, wow. And my mom is in ministry now. You know, I've pretty much been in administration or ministry. For at least twenty something years, mm. so it's like, yeah, that's, that's all, all I you know. all I knew. Yeah, what about uh, you? Like, how did that go for your family? Um, man, both sides of the family grew up in church. Uh, my dad's parents, <laughs> my dad's father, my grandfather played piano, sang, wrote music, was in a quartet. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, he played the piano at the church, sang at the church. My grandmother, uh, they both were two different denominations. So uh, my grandmother, she was apostolic. Grandpa, Paul was Baptist, I believe. Now, I think I think different backgrounds understand denominations. But I'm going to tell y'all about these black church denominations, Ooh. honey. It's like being a part of a gang. Most definitely. <laughs> It's like fraternity slash it's game. It's like being in a frat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, it's like, yeah, it's different. It's it almost like car so companies different. like Audi, Ford, Chevrolet. They like they all get there, but they all get there totally different. That's true. That's yeah. a good analogy, actually. Thank you. That was a good ooh, one. I'm surprised you like that. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, my grandmother, she actually sang uh, and she played piano. Her sisters, uh, some of them sing. Uh, my dad plays piano, a uh, phenomenal piano player. He knows how to play bass a little bit, play guitar a little bit, play drums. Uh, my aunt, Like everybody under my grandparents, the siblings, pretty much six out of eight of them have sang or played and still do in church. Wow. Uh, on my mom's side, we grew up, they grew up in church, but they weren't singers and all that. My mom did Usher for a little bit. Uh, yeah. My arm is tired. Just think about it, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she ushered a little bit. Uh, I grew up in church, man. Like, my dad, was he's, like I say, he's a phenomenal piano player. So, 
growing up, I saw my dad playing piano for like these top gospel artists like Yolanda Adams, Vicky Wines, Kurt Carr, Kurt Franklin, Donald Lawrence, Darwin Hutt, like everybody that was big in the early 90s and 2000s. I never knew that. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Yeah, my dad was, he was on the scene, man. Like he played piano. He still plays piano. He he still writes music. Uh, there's a story of my dad, <laughs> my aunt, his sister. Uh, they had a church in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Oh, Lord. And he's on his way down there to teach a workshop for the choir. He was supposed to have songs prepared. And my cousin told me that he wrote 10 songs on the plane. No way. Yeah, procrastination. That's where I get it from. And he said all of the songs were killing. Like, all of them were dope. That's insane. Yeah, it's insane. That's my father. But I grew up in church. Like, my parents never told me this is what you have to do, for real. It's just what you did. Yeah, it's just what you did. I mean, you know, and music kept me. I, and I started playing drums in church, so... Yeah, but I didn't get the whole, like, you have to do this, you have to do that. My parents, I think it was kind of easy because I was a drummer. So that's, mm-hmm. it's like, I want to go to church. I want to be involved in the music. And some of my best friends still to this day are from church. So right. that's my short background. I think that's well. part of the church experience, too. It's like growing up in a neighborhood. Most definitely. You know, when you grow up, like, across the street from somebody, from being a kid on, you have, like, a certain kindred experience but um for I think it's the generation. same for a church yeah well true yeah. true 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 yeah for our generation. i still think in in churches today kind of yeah especially the larger ones most definitely but um but it used to be a time where you go to school and see oh i may not know you from my church but i know that yep you part of such and such church because right. we was together for the church denominational thing yeah whatever it was like <laughs> Yeah. Conference, con- what is it? A convocation, convocation. There it is. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. couldn't get it out. I was like, "Oh God!" Funny story. Uh oh. <laughs> then we're gonna move on. <laughs> I worked at this school in Cincinnati, uh, this last school district, and uh, before I moved to Columbus, and it was like, "Yeah, we got convocation before we come back to school." Now, in my mind, as an adult. I've only known convocation for church. I didn't know convocation was a word used outside of church. So they was like, yeah, everybody's going to meet at convocation. And they was meeting at a church. And I was just like, I'm not going with these people. Like, I don't know how y'all worship. I really don't like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all a little racist. What? And so I was like, I'm not going. And I got in trouble for not going to convocation. Because I was like, why do I have to go to church service with y'all? But that's just the word that they use for all of the staff members to come together for this big thing to start the school year, right? And I was just like, oh, I didn't know that white people even knew what the word convocation was. Because in my mind, convocation was just church folks. Let's talk about it. So we know what pew babies are. You know, we've given you a little background um, of us being pew babies. Of us being pew babies. Okay, Josh, what are some things that only church kids know about? Like, uh, sleeping on a pew, man. It's uncomfortable, but you got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what are some things? There are certain <laughs> phrases that church people can say. 
Like, you can say, my God. <laughs> and everybody know what it means. Everybody know, like, oh, that's a church person. You can be like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody else will be like, okay. like, Right. What happened? What's wrong? It's right, like, right, oh, right. No. we can say it in so, such a way where it's like, oh, I know what that means. Yeah. Or somebody can say, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Reading the email, you, you can hear somebody, like, saying well, that. people who don't even worship Jesus say that. But how you say it, though. There's still a church flair to how you can say certain things. I guess you're right. I don't know. Uh, I I feel like I could pick out a church person. <laughs> Why? There's certain women. There are women who dress a certain type of way. Oh well, yeah. That I know sure. that you sing in somebody's choir, <laughs> like wearing the belt across the the stomach or whatever <laughs> with the skirt. <laughs> oh, we certain certain combinations. <laughs> Certain flares of the sleeve. Only people wear those shirts when they go to church. Because you buy <laughs> those outfits at, at church conferences and all. That's like so funny. when you go to the big convention and they got all those stores <laughs> or whatever. You bought that shirt from Sister Mary's uh, <laughs> booth, three sixty one. Anyway, my bad. Oh, I don't know what else. How goes? I you think tell? church kids are the only ones that like experience old ladies with bags of candy, like strangers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> if you try to do that in the street, bro, somebody tackle you to the ground. But you just sitting in church. That's For true. some reason, our parents thought it was okay. Mm. What about <laughs> going to school? Sometimes the best singers, like when you're in elementary school. Or oh, school, they all went to church. They was always from church. They was always the from musicians, church. The musicians. Like, oh, man, like you are so good. How do you get so good? Because I. That's still church. it today, though. Yeah. Like artists and stuff, they grew up in church, man. Most, yeah, get that. Most of them. Most of them. Stockings. I feel like that's oh. that's a freaking. Ooh, I mean, it, societally it was a thing, but like kids in stockings, like ooh. them tights, bro. I feel like they weren't doing that outside of church. That's true. They weren't making them babies do that. Constricting yeah, they wear. They weren't worried about somebody seeing this. Oh skin. my God. I feel bound just thinking about it. That's true. <laughs> what others would call field trips, it would be like conference. Yeah, conference is definitely for kids is definitely a church name. Yeah. Lock ins. Lock ins, bro. That's a term. Well, they do that at schools though. I guess. I think. No, I don't Did I make think that so. up? I think you made that up. <laughs> Ain't nobody letting their kids stay overnight at no school. A whole Not dinner easy. in the basement. Yo, <laughs> where else they church. do that? <laughs> where else they dinner. serve you dinner out the basement, bro? And a good one too. That's hilarious. Uh, that is funny. Fellowship hall. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's church. <laughs> Not the conference room. Why is life so churchy? Yeah, that's fellowship hall. My one boy I used to work at Guitar Center with. That is his, funny. His name is Scott. I used to say rehearsal. He used to say practice. Mm, that's different. Yeah. That's funny. Rehearsal was, is most definitely a churchy thing. I don't know why, but fellowship hall is taking me down. <laughs> I just want to laugh all night long. New churches don't have that. They don't have that. They don't have they no. don't have fellowship halls no more. You gotta have blue carpet for a fellowship hall. Ooh. <laughs> you gotta help us put these tables down too. <laughs> well, we still do that in event planning. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Woo! That's that funny. is funny. 
Yeah. It's just certain things like just say church to you. And that is unique. There's certain phrases that people say like on today. You don't hear nobody say on that today. outside of church. Yes. Vernacular is, yeah, church on vernacular. Tonight. And where does it start? And how does it last so long? Like, you know how like slang changes like yeah. every six months? Yeah. Church vernacular just be church it stays vernacular. The same. It's crazy. And we use some of the most elaborate words to introduce somebody to do the simplest the thing in church. Doctor. It's like you didn't go to college. How you how why doc. are we yeah, no, doc. other people say doc. Who? But it's just a way. Like when they're talking to like the dentist, hey doc. But <laughs> I mean, but that's they prof- that's their profession though. I'm saying, but they say But it. church musicians call each other doc, and it's like you didn't finish high school, bro, but you the coldest musician in the state. Um, oh, God. And we still call you doc. If you say that outside of church, like most people are like, oh, okay, doc, all right, whatever. I guess you think I'm a professor or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's there's certain things, but yeah, my uh, bad. You ain't had to talk about his education, bro. Well, you asked uh, for me Actually, to answer the question. So anyway, um, let me ask you this. How do you think being a church kid has influenced you now as an adult? I mean, on the positive side of things, I think it taught me community. I think we have community church kids. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I think in the world, it's like family. In the world, that's a church vernacular. Because <laughs> people like, in the world, world are like, is this is where I'm right. right. People outside of church are like, this is the world. I never even thought of that. Yeah. In the world is so churchy. That's that very is churchy. funny. It's very churchy. Sorry, I don't even y'all. know how much churchy is in us, man. Oh, yeah. We about that's to find crazy. out today. We going to F around and find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so yeah, like I think we we learned a big element of community in that environment. Um, Most definitely. I think that that sticks with us. I think we still try to find those clusters, like even mm. the village in that. Um, I think especially in certain areas, it gave me guardrails. Oh, really? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean... Even though I may not 100% agree with all of it now, I think at the time it gave me targets. You know what I'm saying? It told me what was out of line, right and wrong. It gave me morality Mm. as opposed to like having to really figure it out. Now, some of the concepts I don't fully agree with anymore. But at the time, I think kids need structure and it gives you structure. I agree. So that's what I would say. Hmm. I, f- I feel like some of my decision making, because I know that I'm looked at as a church person, I'll say, because I can't say I'm a church going person because mm-hmm. I don't go every Sunday. Um, But like some of my decisions I make, I'm always thinking about uh, how would this look to those who are in church? Mm-hmm. And because, and it's affected me on thinking of, you know, what would God, how do, how do I feel about God on this? Like, mm-hmm. what is, how is this going to represent God in this way? And it comes from the foundation of being in church. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough to always be at the prominent black churches. Like, when I'm from Dayton, we was at a good black church there, like Baptist church, I'll say. 
And then when we moved to Columbus, we was at a nice Baptist church. Then when I went to Cincinnati, I've always been around these solid black Baptist churches. And those churches are known for a certain type of foundation, how they do business, blah, blah, blah. So that does help me to this day as far as how I do business with music or, you know, certain things. But like you said, certain things I don't even look at the same anymore. So I don't, I try to take the tradition out of it. But there's some stuff I'm still traditional about, like, nah, doc. <laughs> we got to keep that one. I can't change on that, that nah, one. Nah, doc was churchy, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, <laughs> it, you know, when you work, when you grow up in church, and then when you go to the world, and you work in the world, <laughs> <laughs> that you see other people from church, or who mm-hmm. you know that are churchy or whatever, then you look at them and hold them to a certain accountability. Yeah. So you maneuver differently with that. It has a different expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are certain things that we won't say or do around other church folks, just being honest that. Yeah, for sure. Yes. But then when they act a certain type of way, it's different. So, yeah. Which seems like maybe that's the opposite of what it should be. We should be Mm. the most of ourselves in a church environment. Because that's where we're supposed to be come as we are and all of that. You know that's starting some stuff when you say that because it's supposed to. Bloop, 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 bloop. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to fill refill my wine. Because <laughs> it made the noise. I love it. I love that. Bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> as we're talking about church. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, suppo- I'm supposed like to be who I am. Give me oh, that bottle shoot. right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. No, well, I understand. But I think that is something that I don't agree with now, though. Explain. Those type of stereotypes. What do you mean? What'd like, you mean? for instance, back in the day, it'd be like, you can't be drinking wine in front of the church people. Like, But mm. do you drink wine at home? Mm. So why would I not drink wine? Because I'm supposed to be all of who I am behind closed doors right here in this church. That's the part. That's the part. We're we're in church. And that, me being a pew baby, I've always struggled in church of certain things like that. Why do we have certain standards that we don't want to live by only until it's in front of people? Right. Like, who are we hiding from? But, and the crazy part is, we represent church being like that, but the Bible, the book, never tells us to act like that. It actually tells us not to be that way. It also says that God doesn't like lukewarm. So it's like, how are we okay with this comfortability of holding the standard? Like, oh, you're not supposed to drink wine in front of the church, folks. That's disrespectful. Like, but they getting tore up wherever they go. So how does that make sense? I don't think that it and does. Yeah. I just think it's a natural it's a natural response to try and hide things that you're not sure are 100% embraced or whatever. But I'm hiding polynoma. <laughs> <laughs> how did you how did you get to that point where you don't have that problem with that? And we're going to talk a little bit about it in a couple weeks, mm. but but yeah just going through it and looking at it outside of yourself like hold on wait a minute does that make sense because i don't think it makes sense 
and really having to like jump into that thing. Like, am I being manipulated? So oh, Jesus, I is had that to, part like, of being a pew baby? We'll see the manipulation sometimes from certain. I think church people. We're, I think we're accustomed to giving the institution all of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you do think it's something. hard not to jump head head first. Is that a church thing? You touching on something? Probably. Oof, you preaching. <laughs> Walking heavy, Doc. That's oh, a church wait. one. Um, dang, so. you just said something that made me think, and I'm trying not. I'm trying not to do yeah, what I'm Shay tells me. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to do what she says that I do. But okay, so what are some of the things that you don't agree with now, like that they told us when we was kids? I'm gonna say mm. a big one. Yeah, please say it. Start it off. And I have to precede it by saying. I'm not saying it's right to do it, but I don't enjoy the way that we explain it to kids. Okay. The conversation about sex. Hmm. Because we talk about how don't just don't do it. Like fight the flesh. But they're actually going through a chemical change in their body. Hmm. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? We right. say don't touch yourself, don't touch nobody right. else. Right. Low-key ignore what's happening to you. Act like it's not there. Right. But we drinking wine behind closed doors. Which is going to make And telling you. people we ain't, we don't drink. Like, right. But that wine going to lead to you doing all the stuff that you told me not to do. Yeah, there's nobody supporting them through the truth of what they're going through. And actually, nobody is doing the thing that we're telling them we expect them to do. So here's the thing with that. Or a lot of things with church. I don't. Ooh, I might have just. No. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. Uh, I didn't have the parents or the family members that gave me this box of don't, 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 don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think me and my mom ever talked about sex or my father. I didn't get the birds and bees. I didn't find out. I found about, found out what sex was at somebody else's house when they popped in the tape like oh this is my uncle's tape and this is what they be watching it's like what the heck that's what oh shoot I didn't know well nobody ever told me like don't have sex and growing up in church which is funny because I talked to this man today uh, at New Salem this guy I'm I'm allowed to say his name because he won't mind Uh, Eric Choi was teaching Sundays uh, you know What's it called? Sunday school. Yeah, Sunday school. And he was so real with us. Not where it was just nasty or whatever, but he would tell us, yo, don't do this, don't do that. And this is why. And this is how you honor God with that. Mm-hmm. In such a way where we were all like tuned in to what this man was saying. That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't have this background of being bogged down in excuse me, and stoned to death. I don't have that experience with church. Like, I really wasn't, and I don't know if it's because I'm a musician, I was always behind the scenes, per mm-hmm. se, and I really wasn't in the, because I didn't grow up going to all the lock-ins, conferences, and blah, blah, blah. My experience was totally different. So, But I do know that that has happened. It still happens to people now. Yeah, and I think I experienced it more when I was in youth leadership, just Mm. hearing what the curriculum was. It's like, oh, okay. But like when I was young, I don't know, it wasn't a lot of that either. 
But I think that just came with the territory almost. You know what I mean? That's true. But my mom was also very open and straightforward with me. Really? Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily a birds and the bees talk per se, but I was quite aware of that life. But more so from the perspective of, you know, people want to use you, stay away from them. So, but that was a different experience. So I didn't really either, but I, I did hear that narrative quite often as I got older. Really? As people were dealing with youth around me. I can, yeah, I've seen that. I just think I've always, even with me working in the youth departments at the churches I was at or volunteer or whatever you want to call it, I will always talk to the children, teens or whoever, yeah, don't do it because of this and this and that. And also give them examples of, of you know, why. Right. And maybe because I've, like, I've grew up in church, but I'm not churchy. Like, I know how to play it. I know how to do it. But I'm not so churchy where it's like, you know, people like, as soon as you ask them a question or have a conversation with them, they sound like they're in the yeah. pulpit. And it's like, bro, I'm just asking about your day. <laughs> I've had a, I, I got a family, I call him a family member. I call him a cousin, but I could not talk to him about regular stuff because everything was just so churchy. And it's like, good. Like, that's annoying. Yeah, it was just highly annoying. But that's the part that turns people off from church. I agree. Okay, so I don't know if you ever answered, like, what is something from our childhood that you don't necessarily agree with now? Mm, there's so many. Um, I don't know if it's because I want to say this, but maybe because I need to talk it out. Being at church every Sunday? I don't disagree. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I think it's 50-50. Because with me, I've always been very cautious of if I'm going to church, this is what church should look like. And it's not what I think church should look like. It's what I feel like the word, the Bible, and the God experience has taught me what church should look like. Mm -hmm. Which is why I'm not real big on certain things happening in the pulpit. Like, I don't believe in... We got a guest pastor coming and you're talking to me about the books that are on sale on your website. Like the pulpit is not a marketing place. Mm. I'm not real big on cutting the flow of service. Like if we have praise and worship, we don't need to calm everybody down and let's talk about the announcements of the next event. Like how did, what? so I don't understand how that happens. So there's certain things of a flow that I don't agree with that happens at most churches. Like, like, quote, quenching the spirit, and quote. Oh, my God. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. Because I see the need of God, like God, not the us God. Like, oh, I'm doing church. I see the need of God in people and in my life. I feel like all of those things are not as important to what we come here to do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So... My perspective of church now is just like, I don't want to go because I'm going to see everything I feel like that's unnecessary. So it's like... Yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah, it's changed since then. And me being a musician, the musicians are glorified so much and everything is pull your phone out and and market yourself and your brand, which I think is stupid to me because like, you're a musician. 
You're not a brand. You're not. You get paid for the church, but you're not a brand. I don't care how much T-shirts you're going to make with your logo on it. What is that doing for God? Like that, you just making more money. Everything is not supposed to be profitable from the church. I just feel like a lot of things. I'm sorry, I'm going on. No, you are. It's okay. I, you feel strongly. <laughs> I just feel like it's a lot of. St- I don't like the marketing aspect of things in church. Mm-hmm. I don't like the individuality that I see in church, and I wasn't taught that, and I don't see that in the word. I feel like there's so many distractions that I can't go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just irritated. Highly irritated. Yeah, his whole tell. his whole body language Oof. is irritated. It's giving it. it's giving f this vibes. Loki, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of negativity, <laughs> and I'm trying to keep onto my side of this table. <laughs> but I'm feeling a little bit crowded by your negativity. <laughs> wow, that was hurtful. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm messing I mean, up her he, watermelon. He said what he said. Right. That is hilarious. <laughs> but it is the perfect segue because you said something about being a musician. And I think that that is a very unique vantage point that we share. Mm. So he's a musician. I'm a vocalist. And I also do play the bass. And I'm learning the guitar. I'm a, <sighs> first of all, I was an instrumentalist first. I played flute through college. <laughs> Before you started singing? Low key, yeah. I played flute really? before I started singing. <laughs> really? Yes. I be finding out so much stuff about Yo, my I really played the, the flute for real. When I got You're out of school. I am. I'm a flautist. When I got out of school, I used to play like during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh, my gosh. She was outside with the little Salvation Army bucket. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was coral stuff. Shut up. No, bro. I played fruit for real. I wish I could. I wish fruit I could get or my flute. flute. <laughs> Yo, that wine is getting to me. Oh lord. No, um, flute. I'm a flautist. Okay. Um, lost my train of thought. No, you saying uh, you said you said I was segue into. Uh, oh yes, segue into our next series because um, he's a musician. I'm a vocalist, both in church environments, often. From probably young age for both of us. And that's a very unique vantage point. I think that's what I was saying. Yeah. Um, so we want to talk about that vantage point next next week. What is it like to be with the band? Because that's a different experience than the other people who show up on Sunday mm-hmm. to come to church. So we kind of want to talk about that, what that looks like. Sure do. We're going to have some guests. You just have to tune in to see who. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to be a good conversation because I is. think it's something that those of you who are outside of the experience mm-hmm. have no idea how that happens. Yeah, I don't think people really understand how much the church musician slash singer has influenced <laughs> the world. Oh, Lord. Yeah, shout He's out to... Jumping into it. I'm sorry. Well... I'm going to pay respects to my boy. Shout out to those who don't know. And some of y'all may know uh, Aaron Spears, who passed away a couple of weeks ago, who yes. was a, started off as a church musician, mm-hmm. ended up playing with mostly all the major artists, uh, was on tour. Ariana Grande, last that I know of, was Usher's drummer for like 10 years or whatever. So, yeah. Rest in peace, man. Most definitely. So, yeah, that's going to be a good episode. 
Because a lot so. of people don't know about the church musician, singer. Unless you in it. That lifestyle. Right a whole there. new world. A whole new world. <laughs> That's, whoa. <laughs> That's where we I was about to do the harmony part with you. Yeah, I'm the drummer. <laughs> I'm weak. Not the singer. All right, y'all. Well. Well. Twas a good time. Twas. Tell them who you are. On tonight. Uh, I'm going to do it in my churchy voice. Uh-huh. You are listening to the tallest short of it podcast. Uh-huh. On tonight, you have heard the voice of I hate it here. The tall of it, the giant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Joshua. Eric. Did he just bring the whole Dr. J. E. Stovall? Wow. <laughs> and I'm Shay. I'm the short of the tall and short of it. And I'm gonna relieve you and me on tonight. <laughs> From all of this and say goodnight, uh-huh. y'all. Oh, that's another church one. Jesus. When we say uh huh like that. Uh huh. We'll see y'all next time. See y'all next time. <laughs> She's ready to go. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>